0: that's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over a 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary, by law, 18 plus,
0: terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Hello, I'm Russell Guyver, and welcome to our latest episode. In this episode, I'm going to be catching up with my old mate, AD Packham, who co-presents the Albion Raw, and finding out his latest opinions. On matters to do with Project Restart and what's gone on with that. I'm talking about his Albion history and various other things besides, plus, I'll be subjecting him to the quiz. Just before we get into that, though, a couple of news items that have broken in the last couple of days or few days. First of all, the news that um, the Albion have released Shane Duffy. On loan to Celtic for the season, and Glen Murray has gone on loan to Watford. So he'll be jumping back down to the Championship to see if he can fire on his football boots. And I think he could get amongst the goals again next season for them. It could be a sensible move. Um, So those are two outbound uh, bits of news for the Albion. We've also just had, as we recorded this on Sunday, the previous day, Saturday, a friendly with West Bromwich. Albion, and it was a goldish draw. Very uneventful, I think, largely speaking. Um, Not much else has happened so far besides, we're still waiting on some more transfer news. In the meantime, here's me and Adi. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the BRP with me, Russell Guyver. Again, Peter is absent. Yes, It's getting to be a little bit of a habit, tut tut. But I have got a guest with me today. He's been on before, but... Guesting really in, in, in his full entirety this time is Albion Raw presenter and general Albion fanatic, A.D. Packham. How are you, sir? Hello, Ross. Good to see you. Nice to see
0: you still working for EasyJet. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, some, some, somebody's got to at the moment because uh, you know all the flames are grounded and no one wants to
1: get on one. Yeah, that's it. I'm furloughed, but I'm wearing my uniform here. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's probably very bright, and with the shiny head I've got now as well. Um, you know, just let me know if you want to, if you want me to tone down the color tones on here. Well, <laughs> you know, it's
0: a, I was doing. I was doing, a, I was doing a, a TV show a little while ago, and, I de- and obviously those those people who do know me know I am a little bit follically challenged on 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 the on the uh, on, on the on the chrome dome there, and they actually. The, the makeup people came on, and they did actually dust my head. I was, uh, <laughs> and th- this doesn't happen clearly enough, and um, I, I, I think it should happen for all radio shows as well because you know the glare you can still hear.
1: <laughs> Definitely, You've got to dust, dust those presenters down, haven't you? Definitely. Well, <laughs> it's really great to see you. Um, good to see bit have an Albion flag sported in the background as well. Wonderful stuff. Um, what I wanted to do on this show, you've been on a couple of times before, you came on when we had unfortunately the sad news of Robbo's passing mm. um, a few months ago, um, listeners may remember and prior to that, uh, the last time we went to a game in earnest as, as normal football fans uh, was uh, a game against uh, some team or other and we had an unfortunate defeat and I think we were lamenting the outcome. That, that
0: <laughs> burning smell from up the road. Is,
1: yeah, like that's it. the one, the yeah. C word. Um, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know you don't like mentioning their name either. Um, and I think that's the last, that was the first time, sorry, that you came on the pod um, amidst uh, some windy conditions. I didn't have one of those fluffy things on the mic at the time either. So um, you I, suspe- it... I, I, sus- I,
0: I suspect we might have been able to slightly overrefreshed as well, Russ, to be honest.
1: But... Might have been a little bit, yes, yes. Replenished <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> um, so, yeah, a couple of times before, but I haven't really had you on in, in full so to speak, in order to sort of talk us through more of your background. So that's what we wanted to do with this episode today, as well as uh, getting your views on the season coming up and various other things. So mm. how did it all start for you, AD? How did you become an Albion fan? Where and when? What's the background well, I'm,
0: of it, I'm I'm, that? Uh, I'm what Al calls uh, a northerner. Um, I'm actually from uh, Burgess Hill, originally. Um, and uh, basically... I. Just, got into football with some friends. My brothers weren't particularly uh, fussed about it. So when I started showing an interest in football, my dad was absolutely delighted because it meant he had someone he could actually take. Um, my mate Richard, who um, uh, had known all my life, basically his dad was born uh, a stone's throw away from Highbury actually. Um, but mm. they've they, moved down to Virtus Hill. So Rich was obviously uh, an Arsenal fan. So basically I kind of Started that way, but my dad soon knocked that out of me. Um, but the first, the first game I ever went to was um, uh, actually at Highbury. Uh, it was a game against Brighton uh, on uh, November the second, nineteen eighty. We lost two nil. Gran bricks Brighton, they have scored. Um, Could tell you the teams if you want, but I won't. Um, but um, and my dad basically said, "Well, okay, so this is Brighton we're playing here. This is where you're from." Um, and this is Tony he's from here, but we support our local team so I supported brighton ever from 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 then on um and uh yeah, it's been a bit of a roller coaster um for all of us um but we just you know it's it's it's, it's your it's your first love it's your wife and your mistress isn't it it's uh <laughs> but you know in it, it, it's apart from the dark days obviously you know it's, it's something that's always been there um you might look, sometimes you're not there for it sometimes you you, you f- fall away for it but you you can always go back to it and when you do it bites you and, and you and you're, you're
1: there forever yeah yeah once you're in you're in yeah yeah and basically <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so so going through the years, what what were your sort of happiest memories? Because obviously your Goldstone era, what what were your happiest memories? Firstly, of the Goldstone, and anything in particular?
0: Well, I mean, uh, it was yeah. I mean, there, there was there's there's, there's, um, there's lots of stories, but the one that um, I always go back to was it, it, it's, it's it's a sad story, unfortunately. But um, um, my dad died. Um, on October the 22nd 1988 and uh, we were at home that day to Oldham um, I, I was 15 I uh, didn't know what to do with myself and basically um, friends of the family said look just take him to the football um, yeah. because that's what me and dad always used to do um, and you know so that kind of you know the fact that he died at 9 o'clock in the morning and I was I was there at 3 o'clock for the kick off that kind of indicates where, where, where I'm at with the Albion a little bit because it, it's, you know, even, I, I, I couldn't really tell you enough. I know, I know we won 2-0. Um, Ron Theorem was playing a goal for us as well, I can tell you that. But I, I couldn't tell you he scored in that game. But, but, I mean, you know, going to the goal being and being a ball boy there, um, we used to love, absolutely loved it. Because we used to run out in front of the, 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 the players at, at the goal when it was packed. But we also used to love doing the reserve games because we got to have a kick about on the pitch as well. And quite and back then, obviously, um, this was probably what well, I was. We we weren't we were in the on the way down at that point, but you know it was the football combination and and you know we we're playing teams like Spurs and Arsenal in in at, at the Goldstone on, often Tuesday afternoon at two o'clock or something stupid like that. And, you know, you'd have the players like Glenn Hoddle and Charlie Nicholas and stuff coming back from, from injury. And, you know, these are the players you were, you were watching on match of the day, and that, that was always a thrill. But, you know, getting out on that goals pitch and having to kick about at half-time and being the half-time entertainment was always something that, that I'll remember. But, you know, there, there's so many great times. The Arsenal game in the cup final when Nelson scored with that scissor kick. Um, the, uh, the the Bristol Rovers game where, where we secured promotion under Barry Lloyd. Um, I remember going to that game, to, and I don't know if you know Burgess Hill Station, but they've got these really, really steep stairs. Yeah. And one of one of my mates, he decided it'd be a really good idea to um, cycle down there on his BMX, <laughs> and uh, he didn't I quite. Have... I don't. I don't. I, I seem to remember he didn't go to the game. I can't think why. Um, it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I am familiar you know, with those, stairs. those days. You know, you know, I mean, but yeah, you know, but my happiest time probably supporting Brighton really was um, under Chris Catlin and uh, you know his tenure there the, the, the side that he created with with my favorite player Steve Penny in there but you also had Danny, Danny Wilson has Cray and um, Dennis Mortimer Frank Worthington mm. you know these, these these players were absolutely wonderful to watch and the football was great. Um, we were always on the periphery of motion but didn't quite make it. But the kit as well was magnificent, um, and you know it was it was just <laughs> it was just a really happy time. Obviously, you know you you didn't have to worry about too much, and it, it was great. it was just just wonderful, wonderful days. I mean, we used to go stands. Um, I mean, obviously you evolve. You've you've had this story before many times about about the. Um, the personal evolution through the, through the uh, through, through the Goldstone of starting off in the South Stand and moving around to, to the West Terrace and then quite all, well, actually quite a lot of people started on the Chicken Run, didn't they? But yeah, you, I a, but I think the plan always was to end up in the North Stand. But actually, my favourite place to stand at the Goldstone was actually the um, the, the West Terrace, just um, the southwest terrace, just just behind the home dugout. And um, you know, it, it, it was great and you could just see Steve Penny running down the wing yeah. and Denny Smort and taking corners and, and 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 you know the great and having people like John Keely there. I mean I know John very well and um he's uh I he actually he's partly responsible. I was I used to be a very good runner and I was on the verge of running for the country at one point. Um and uh, I I got roped into doing this this Fun run with Kilo going running around um, Hove Park, and it was, it was me, Kilo, and Matt Hicks doing it. And uh, I was used to running a lot quicker than they were running. Let's put it that way. And they were, they were going at <laughs> a snails pace, and I just kind of couldn't keep. I couldn't keep that pace. I just needed to go, and I just and the next and what, I felt my leg go, and um, it was actually my cartilage And uh, so Kilo is responsible. For me responsible for me not being an Olympic gold medalist, I'm convinced.
1: <laughs> yes, of course he is. That's absolutely that. No other reason at all. Uh, but a lot of what you just said there is, yeah, very similar to me. I did start with the chicken, run, but I, I remember the West that West Terrace you're talking about. Um, I only went there for a brief time. I think my dad's colleague and, uh, and his son-in-law used to take me along to games. My dad wasn't that fussed to go or was busy. I can't remember. And I remember seeing a few games there. The Penny era, there was a couple of seasons there. Uh, Dean Saunders, I think, turning Stuart Pearce inside out in a League Cup match against Forrest one evening yeah. as well. Um, and also the Southampton quarter final. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I was up in it. there for that. It was very Glenn surreal. Bloody Cockrell. Oh, oh, twice. Yeah. yeah. That was so annoying, wasn't it? Oh. David Baldy Armstrong was playing, wasn't he, I think? And there was also... I remember, it
0: was
1: packed, that guy. That was 1986, wasn't it? That was, yeah, and they had, oh. the, um, they, they had most of the East Terrace, didn't they? I remember they yeah. opened the gates and they all flooded in like water into the terrace. It was a really surreal image. One of the most surreal I think I've ever experienced at the football. But just, it, it's like the, 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 all the people were actually just water just flowing in. It was, yeah. They obviously just opened the gates after checking tickets somewhere up the street or something. I don't know what they did. Yeah. But um, did, yeah. you ever go, did you ever go in the Lego stand? No, I didn't. Um, I think that is literally, apart from the director's box, I think that was literally the only bit I didn't go in in the uh, gold stand. Yeah, I never went in the Lego stands.
0: And oh, I, it was, I it was... I was... Yeah. I was, uh, yeah, I was... I remember there was a brilliant game in the Lego stand with my dad and it was against Liverpool. I remember yeah. it ended up 3-3, I think. And uh, I remember Bruce Grobbler having an absolute worldie that day. And it was like yeah. we, we laid siege upon their goal and it was just... It was back in the days when we had a little bit of a hold over Liverpool still, and uh, yeah, that was that was particularly great. I was actually sat in the directors' box after in a, in a reserve game as well, actually. And I was actually sat. I was chatting to this bloke, and uh, I had no idea who he was, but he was a nice bloke. It turned out it was um, it was Alan Kirby's brother, who I found out later on was actually the manager of the home, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, which was a bit. Bizarre, but yeah, he was because Curves was playing in that game, and uh yeah, he was, yeah, that was that was a bit surreal.
1: But <laughs> yeah, oh, it was a good era. You, you're pretty much of the same generation as me in terms yeah. of who you who you watched in the earlier days. So think of that Bristol Rovers game. Were you in the north by that point? Yeah, I was in the north down what, then. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember us all going on the pitch and a few people got their um, unspeakables into awkward positions going through that fencing to try and get onto the pitch, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> there's was a group the... they always used to, if, if,
0: if, if it was a wayward shot, they always used to try and head the ball back as well. Yeah, yeah, like there was cats. all that
1: too, yeah. <laughs> it was happy days, wasn't it? It was, it was good fun. Um, and then you've, obviously, yeah, through time, you've, you've grown to be known to anyone that knew you from the Albion for other reasons. Um, you've got into the radio, broadcasting, podcasting games, in one way or another. I don't know a huge amount about your backgrounds beyond the Albion Raw. Can you tell us a bit about that?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've always been kind of drawn to the stage in, in, in one way or another. And, you know, I mean, I, I used to play, I mean, I look at my, my hair now, they used to call me hair slick because I, I had hair down to, down to my bottom. And uh, I was a trainee rock star for, for many, many years trying to... Uh, you know, playing at some top venues, with supporting some great people, and you know we were doing really well for a while. Um, but then fate intervened in the shape of a woman who went through the band, but we won't go into that. But um, but even when even when um, I wasn't, I was, I was I was actually doing some radio shows back then. I, was, I used to do a thing called the 80s Rock Show, um, which is on um, Let's Radio Central Sussex Radio in Burgess Hill. Um, So I started off doing things like that. And then, so it was just, you know, it's just, some people just, um, I don't know, I just always talk bollocks, basically. (laughs) It's it's the long and short of it. I mean, sometimes it even makes sense. Um, But, you know, it was, I mean, in terms of what we were doing with Raw, um, I mean, Al's probably told this story already, but... um, we kind of took, took the show over from from from, from Johnny and um, our friend over in and Richie over in who was emigrating to New Zealand. But um, like our, I got asked on as a guest and never left. Uh, and then when Richie when Richie emigrated over to New Zealand, he said, "Look, to take over presenting the show from me." And at that time, I, I, I was co-presenting it with with Johnny with Johnny Harmon. And uh, but and then Johnny just didn't want to do it anymore, so I took over full time, and the show's gone from strength to strength ever since. And you know, we it was, I mean, we've been doing it over ten years now, so you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're over, we're nearly, probably nearly up to six hundred shows now. Um, cool. it, it's you know, and people seem to like what we're doing. I mean, we were probably the first Albion Show Two podcast. And um, we were doing that when, when people started doing it, when, you know, we started listening to things like Guardian Football Weekly and stuff. They're one of the first um, yeah. football podcasts that are actually out there. Um, and, and, and probably got like the forerunners and they we thought, well, can we do that? So we started, started looking into ways of doing that. So we, we started doing it and uh you know, and it's it's great because it, you, you get to reach a new audience, not just in yes. in in and around Brighton and the Hove, but but worldwide. And I mean, every so often we do a a where do you listen thing, and you know the responses we get back from all over the place, from from Kuala Lumpur, from Australia, from Alaska. All usually, yeah. I, I mean, the stretch of of the album is pretty massive now anyway, and that that's going to continue to grow the longer we stay in the Premier League, but. I mean this this i mean when we first getting the, getting these responses back we weren't we weren't in the premier League there um i mean usually it's expats uh, who are out there and uh, they they just they're able to pick up on it but it's yeah it, it's it's just it's nice that, i mean on the shows it evolved quite a lot since since when we first started it um i mean back then it was probably it probably was more of and this is what people used to like back then was the, the fact that it was a conversation, it's ear- e- dropping on a conversation people are having in the pub after the game. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've, we've had to move on a little bit from there as, as time has gone on and, and we've, as we've got uh, bigger and better guests to come into the into the studio or, or, or obviously during the lockdown we've been doing it all on Zoomers, which is, that's but that's been, that could be a little bit of a game changer for us as well. Um, mm. And we continue to try and be, uh, evolve and continue to try and be the, be the best show that we can possibly be and the biggest one out there.
1: Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it certainly is it's the most long established. I think it was the first one I listened to. I mean, there's loads of them out there now, apart from yours and, and ours here. Um, you've got Albion Unlimited, which I think is really, although obviously the BBC have been doing various things for years. Yeah. Um, in terms of podcasts, I think they only started with the Premier League. It was only, you know, yeah, think, two yeah. years
0: ago, two, three years and, ago. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. And a friend of mine, Josh, who's over in the States, has got the Together podcast. Recently, we've had Football, the Albion and Me starting up, which is uh, interviews with former players and other people associated Mm. with the club, which is quite a nice, interesting uh, listen as well. Um, There's Let's Talk BHAFC, which is um, some other guys. I think they've got connections to the club, but they do their own independent one as well. And I think there used to be, is it Stephen Graham? Is it the comedian? Steve Grant. Steve that's Yeah, he. Yeah, yeah I mean, the club, club that,
0: well, that actually was the club's own one. Um, hmm. I oh, right. I mean, yeah. it was it was very good, but I mean, it didn't really la- it didn't last very long. I mean, basically, the problem with that one was, um, the consistency of it because you didn't know when it was coming up. They might do they do one, and then there wouldn't be another one for another six months. So it, yeah, it needed it needed to be. I'm yeah, you've got like, to have
1: some kind of regularity. Haven't I you? mean, yeah. it's
0: crazy. I mean, we do something like probably forty-eight shows a year, hmm. um, and then plus the theatre shows and, and and everything else. So um, yeah, it, it it's you know we've been consistently doing that, and we we, we, just, we just basically haven't stopped.
1: Um, yeah, it's a mainstay, isn't it? Which is uh, well, I mean,
0: the, the commitment—you have to be committed to it. That's the problem, um, hmm. and I don't think a lot of people. A lot of people are, and like it does. I mean, I spend. I mean, my missus will tell tell you this, and the daughter <laughs> as I probably. I spend an awful lot of time researching and and looking into things and trying to find uh, new and interesting guests, and trying to uh, make like I say, it's trying to make it as 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 good and as as uh, entertaining. But at the end of the day, it's all entertainment, isn't it? So, hmm. okay. I mean. Uh, some sometimes people agree with what we say, some people don't. But at the end of the day, we we'll always try and make it interesting, and we try our point. Uh, try and put a point of view, and, but ours and my point of view are quite often very different as well. So um, that box sparks debate, then doesn't it? It's well, poetry. absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then then you have your regulars like, uh, like Andy Bassi. You had one here the other day, Marcus. Um, yeah. Uh, we've had an extra panic again this week um you know uh, we, it, it's uh you know it, it's nice to have a, a cast of characters we can call on a regular basis and mm. and who's and basically whose opinion people people respect i mean andy has always been particularly interesting he's got a, such a wonderful eloquent turn of phrase and and you know he, he can describe something quite dull in, in quite a floral manner that makes it sound good and uh <laughs> Um, I'd like to think I can do that as well but it, it, it's it's uh, but I mean Andy's always been very very good at that and like uh, he, he doesn't and obviously I sit, I, I, as you know I sit next to him at the Amex anyway and uh, yeah
1: he's great yeah that's it and you are of course in the West Upper same as me and uh, yes. a few others we often end up having a beer don't we, I mean, at half time or before a match um, don't it's... know what you're talking about don't you <laughs> or at least we used to I should say at the moment we're not um, hoping to get fans back into games from October. Obviously we've got debate about ballots and various other things, we've, yeah. we've talked about that already. And I mean, I might get your views on that in a moment, but um, lockdown itself, I mean, firstly, how was lockdown in general for you? And in terms of getting back to the Amex in your capacity as, um, well, having the press pass and going to the Amex during the Project Restart mm. um, era that concluded the season, uh, what was your take on that as well? Um, it was, was really weird. That? <laughs> it was really weird. It was, uh, I mean, basically,
0: I mean, it was in the West Upper. So I i, I was actually pretty much in my normal seat. And it was just, <laughs> um apart from they nicked all the tables from the 1901 and the, the tall tables and, like, uh, they dotted them around with a few extension these for plugs and stuff. I mean, the way the way it works, I mean, I mean you've probably seen this on, on other things anyway, but they had a, a traffic light system at the ground and all of the grounds, actually. So you've got the green areas are the concourse is around the stadium and um, you've got the amber areas, which are um, everything that isn't the red area, basically. So the red area is the pitch, the technical area, the dressing rooms, and anywhere around there. So basically where the press box at the Amex normally is, is actually in the red zone. So they moved everyone into the West Upper towards the back there. Gotcha. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean it was. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I know how incredibly fortunate I've been to be able to go to these games, and I know there's a lot of people like Gus Nunnery, for instance, who, who was um, 1140 games consecutively, home and away, not out. Who you know, and you know, you just kind of oh, he's fine, find him And but it, yeah. it's you know, but we there and, and we are, and we were all working. Um, but you you know, the, when you look at the games that we played for, in that period. Um, you know, Man United, Liverpool, Man City. You know these Arsenal. These are massive games, and you know you when you're playing these teams under normal um, terms, under normal, and then in a when outside of the COVID scenario, these are exciting. If there's a buzz around the place, everyone's excited. Like, oh, yeah, Liverpool, we're going to beat them. We're going to beat them. And Arsenal, yeah, yeah, they're, they're rubbish. We always beat them. We um, always get something against them. Man United, well, you know. You know that remember that little dink of Glens. Um, <laughs> it was you know these, these there's, there's always um, yeah play from the FA Cup. It's a buzz. You know it's uh, you know these these are big games and I'm going to the go, I was I, I'm, I live over in Worthing now and I was cycling to the games um, and you know but I, mean, I did pop into in through Brighton on a couple of occasions just to get something to eat and like. Uh, there's, there's there's no buzz, there's no excitement, and then you know you, you come you're coming up to the ground, and again there's nothing. You get there, and you know you can you see the, the the Man United team bus, the Arsenal team bus, the Man City team bus, all in there. You know things you see on the telly on the big Champions League bus. It's there, just parked in front of the club shop, and because yeah. um, I have to go through a separate entrance because I can't I can't go through the normal entrance where the team would normally. And it's you're there, and it's just it's just it's you know it's just um once the once the game starts it, it it's you know you concentrate on the game and actually without um distraction of um, fans there you can actually pick up on the team shapes and the patterns of play and and what's happening and you can hear I mean I, I was a bit disappointed to be in the West Upper I was hoping we were going to be in in the normal press box because I was hoping to I mean we hear about Graham Potter's um, tactical um, genius for one of a better phrase, he, the, the way he, he'll change games for, throughout. But I was interested to hear what he what he was saying. but I mean, you, you can hear who the most vocal players are out on the pitch, and who, who the more, more dynamic, the more the leaders on the pitch. And you could also find out who swears the most. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at you, Mr. Klopp, you potty-mouthed hooligan. Um, <laughs> Oh God, what right. a, a, oh God, hey, everyone thinks he's wonderful. God, what a charmless man on the, on the touchline. Jesus. <laughs>
1: he's like... I, I heard a story that the Arsenal players were giving the photographer daggers when he was taking pictures of the injury. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, because they can the hear injury. the
0: clicker. They can hear yeah, the on, Which they on, wouldn't on,
1: normally be able to hear, obviously. And uh, lots of strange scenarios have obviously popped up as a result of this and um, I guess it must be something Very odd. I mean, the 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 crowd sound was only something that we heard through the TV. I'm assuming. Although, did they make the goal music? Well, we didn't have it. Yeah, they did. Did Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, They did. They
0: did play goal music. I mean, unfortunately, we didn't score enough goals to. uh, (laughs) But uh, I mean, Donkey had song two by Blur. Um, Morpie had um, it was a Queen song, but I I was uh, too busy. I didn't really. I forgot to write
1: down which one it was. Um, hmm. um, so were these were these requisitioned gosh, by the players? Do you suppose? Yeah, players. they all, they were,
0: they, right. they they wanted their own individual songs. Yeah. So they, yeah. but I mean, you know, it, it, but it, which one it was? And you know, I mean, some some players I think benefited from not having a crowd. Um, hmm. I think that they and I think that will stand in good stead going forwards because. You know, every team's got its boo boys. They're the ones that rightly or wrongly get a lot of stick. Mm. They, they could be having to work the best game ever and someone's still say they're rubbish or, yeah. having, or they they shouldn't be anywhere. They shouldn't... they are not
1: free to wear the shirt. Um, yeah. But it's like... I, I suppose people like Lamptey we won't really know because he sort of came on the scene during the, the lockdown. So we don't know Yeah, that. I mean, we were, we I was talking know. to Andy
0: about this at, at the, um, the Friendly last week mm. and... Um, and um, it, we were saying that yeah, this is actually the first time you've ever seen him in the flesh. Mm. And it was like, it was just like just like mind blown to me. it was like, yeah. uh, but the guy, the guy, the guy's clearly got a lot of talent, has not he? And he, he's yeah. one that we're really excited for going forwards.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think Connolly might be someone that's benefited from playing behind closed doors because it takes the edge off. He obviously came on the scene, did very well in one of the earlier parts of the season with the Spurs game, and then he's fallen away quite a bit. I, I wonder how much that might be to do with confidence and. I don't experience. think
0: that's got anything to do with the crowd, to be honest. I think I yeah. mean, Aaron's a very, very confident guy. Um, yeah. I think he gets more disappointed with himself if he if his he lines. Um, and, and I think he's a harsh critic on himself. And and you know what? He probably deserved to criticise himself quite a lot. Because, you know, we are all so excited when he bursts onto the scene. And, you know, it, it was the first one of the, of the products to come through that, um, oh yeah, Potter's trying to evolve these players from the academy, and it's like you know this is great news for the players there. Cause look, look, he's he's playing, he's playing in the first team, he's scoring. It's like, uh, and then Alzatti
1: <laughs> comes through as well, and it's like um, who should yeah. have
0: been scoring? Um, Absolutely, but it, hopefully
1: it, it should give some confidence for White as well, because obviously the tricky bit with White was he would have been guaranteed first team football had he ever had the chance to go back to Leeds with us if we still had Chris Uton. I don't suppose we'd be in a very good bargaining position in terms of arguing for opportunities for him. Whereas, you know, based on what you've just said, the players that have had opportunities at a young age, you'd like to think that White is going to figure, I mean, he's obviously an exceptional talent anyway, yeah. possibly to an even greater degree than some of the others. But um, yeah, I suppose it, that's the sign of the times, isn't it? And, but yeah, I mean, reading between the lines, I mean, I mean, it, it's, you,
0: you, you look at, and you can't take too much from... From a, from a pre-season friendly. But, hmm. you know, w- watching that game last week and uh, and, and seeing um, some of the players that were given an opportunity, the likes of Jason Malumby, for instance, who, who came on and he, he he just looked like he belonged there, you know, hmm. and um, Max Saunders as well got an opportunity. I mean, Chris Walton, we think, I mean, David Button's just gone today. So, um yeah. that, but he he. Hopefully, if his injury is not so bad, he, he will be, have the opportunity to push Matty Ryan. I mean, they're two very, very different goalkeepers. I mean, I, the, the irony, the irony for me was that Walton got cropped doing exactly what 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 my goalkeeper to do, um, yeah. which is coming out for a high ball. But
1: um, it was. Uh, <laughs> That's right. That's where he's he's different, isn't he, to Ryan? He's able to do that, willing and able to do that to a greater degree. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's a, I feel for the guy because he's been struggling to make his mark with us. He's had to go out on the several loans. He's finally sort of ready to to try and make a break for the first team in some capacity this season. And he gets an injury that set him back for a few weeks at least. And um, yeah, it's a bit of a, a strange. Yeah, it's not as bad as we thought. But I mean, I think that there will be yeah, the right of
0: goalkeeper, which Yeah. I don't think it's going to scupper. I mean, I mean, actually, we've got two very. I mean, it's, there's um, I can't I can't remember the guy's name now. He was on loan at Worthing, and I saw him play. Oh, quite a
1: lot.
0: That's it. I saw him play quite a lot for Worthing last year, and mm. um, he's terrific. And Rocco Rees as well. I mean, he's he was actually he's back at Worthing now, but he was uh, he was terrific. I mean, they've got a lot of good young goalkeepers coming through. Um, some of the gill's just gone on loan to Crawley. Yeah. Um, so I mean, you know, defensively. Uh, we just want a few more forward players to come through. I mean, he's one. Um, Cashman's just gone alone to Wimbledon, hasn't he? So, hmm. uh, you know, I mean, the, the, the academy's starting to produce some, some good players. Um, yeah. And that's what that's we what, I mean, are going forward, particularly post-COVID, where money's going to be a, a lot tighter. I don't think that the, the pockets of the chairman are not going to be as deep as they possibly could be, not just here, but everywhere. Mm. Um, it, it's going to be down to clubs to develop their own players and um, yeah. and, and you know we, hopefully we'll, we'll see a few more and, and Potter, basically he, he's got the mentality that if, if you're good enough, you're old enough yeah. um, but, uh, and I think that Malumbi could be a, a revelation this year if,
1: yeah, I if, think if, if get he gets an opportunity I think, but, I think, yeah, that's right, if he gets the opportunity I think he'll get in and he'll make his mark he's, I've yeah. seen him a few times last season Definitely got all the attributes. Um, just a matter of making the step up now, and um, it looks like he he could be good for that. Um, even sort of young guys, you say, I mean, even uh, Tolai, I think it's pronounced. He's, I think he's just pushing 19, he's coming up to 19 now. He's the guy who scored scored 15 goals or
0: something, (laughs) isn't he? But
1: yes, indeed. Um, so one game, I should point out one game, it was, yeah. (laughs) But it was also 10 men. There was only 10 men on the field for 65 minutes, which was bizarre. And still got a, I think it was 16-1 the result in the end. (laughs) It's uh, (laughs) crazy, isn't it? Um, (laughs) But, um, I mean, the ins and outs, obviously, everyone's covered who we've signed so far. We won't dwell on that other than to say some good signings in there, but we probably need two or three more, don't we? I mean, in terms of the outs, already we've had, uh, this is a policy that's been going on for a season or two already, a lot of, as you said, a lot of young players coming through the academy doing well and then getting out on loan, getting to cut their teeth like Malumbi did last season and White in a, a decent level in the Championship and we've had a few people have gone out on loan. Yeah, um, Matt Clark already. Yeah, Matt Clark's gone out. He was player of the season at Derby last year. He's already back in the action for them this year on the second season loan. Uh, Percy Tow obviously is a different kettle of fish but he's gone to Anderlecht. Uh, we've got Leo Ostergaard has gone to Coventry of course in the Championship this year and um, Ryan Longman, I think it's over Wimbledon, isn't it? Or, is it? or has Cashman gone there as well? Uh, it could be Longman. I think, I think Cashman Longman. has gone out somewhere as well. I'm not quite sure where it think. was. Yeah. Uh, Warren Ahura, the young player of the season, has gone to MK Dons, uh, Or the youth player of the season. Taylor Richards has gone to Doncaster and obviously now uh, Tom McGill to Crawley that you've mentioned. Yeah, um, he, was he
0: was there last year as well, so...
1: Yeah, that's right. So he's gone back out to them. So quite a few have already gone out and there'll be plenty more we will-do as well. And they're, uh, they're, yeah, they're all
0: loans. Even Glenn Murray and Shane Duffy are loans. Yeah, We're that's
1: absolutely. right.
0: Yeah. Which, was a, which was a surprise because I thought that...
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I mean... I'm, I guess it's... Just like, I mean, the, we've, got, we've got no divine right to be in the Premier League, let's face it. And if we do... If the worst does come to the worst this season, um, then you may see those guys come back, possibly... Yeah. Um, I mean Glenn would be what 38
1: then so I mean which to me is remarkably young uh... <laughs> <laughs> of course and me as well <laughs> yeah but I mean yeah it's a little bit like knockout isn't it you've got, got the sense at the back of their minds they maybe were thinking the same thing last season when they loaned him with an option to buy I know there was, a, there was, a, there was an option for them to, to buy him anyway yeah. it's always a possibility we might have ended up having him back and yeah since the last podcast as you've just mentioned Shane Duffy's gone to Celtic And Glenn Murray, a little bit more surprisingly, perhaps, because nobody saw it in the offing, uh, has gone to Watford for anyone that's uh, missed. I I wasn't
0: surprised. I mean, the fact that he wasn't in the matchday squad at all um, Mm. and he was fit for the the Chelsea friendly the other day, I thought um, that suggested that, I mean, Shane Duffy was, which kind of, we knew that that was kind of, possibly, we'd we'd already heard about that, and Rod Stewart's Particularly delighted, obviously.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was brilliant, wasn't it? <laughs> but it was,
0: you know, I mean, Glenn was, I mean, he, he's he's 37 this month. Um, he's, I think Graham would have liked to have kept him around. If, if, But Glenn's, he wants to be playing games. Watford's commutable from here. He's not going to move. He's, he, And when he comes back, he'll be a club ambassador for sure uh i I mean he'll have his work in the media as well which he's started to do a lot more of yeah picking my gigs actually but um it's uh it's he's but you know i mean he he's he's got guaranteed legend status here and still palace as well which is which is quite remarkable yeah really
1: yeah that's it and um i mean obviously we mentioned david buttons now gone out today uh recording this on sunday um, uh, he's gone to West Brom, I've speculated, and I mean others have left obviously earlier in the window. And um, one that again excluded from the friendly of the weekend, Ali J. I'm guessing I mean, things are looking. The...
0: Oh yeah, no, he didn't play this weekend, did he? No.
1: Yeah. So I'm wondering if you know that the cards are up for him now. Um, it seems more smart, more to do with the end of last season than anything. That doesn't look like there's a way through. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I,
0: I, I mean, I, I get asked to do some weird things. <laughs> 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 and, um, I, I did an interview uh, a month ago with the Persian Times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of course, wonderful. Of course, <laughs> that, that well-known publication, <laughs> um, which is particularly big in Persia, right here. Yes, um, <laughs> As but they—they basically, I mean, um, obviously, they wanted to know well, uh, the, 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 the interview. Basically, wanted to know a bit of in-depth stuff Hmm. there Um, but in particular, they they wanted to know all about their man which is obviously Shahambash I'm I'm a big I'm a big fan of Ali Um, I just think I don't know I I don't think he knows what his best position is I don't think Potter knows what his best position is I think if he gets to run the team in I mean he he hasn't at at Premier League level he hasn't got the pace to be a winger um Hmm. I think there's a lot of traffic as a number ten, but is there is there an opportunity for him to be playing if he's playing actually as a forward, which is what he he was doing um for a time without Mar and scoring a lot of goals and he he's he he's a very instinctive finisher when he gets the opportunity in front of goal
1: mm-hmm. um, um,
0: i mean we, he he just needed one to go in for, him, which he did, and then obviously that that Absolutely wonderful goal we scored against Chelsea last year, um, but you know we've we've seen him rattle the crossbar. We've seen him absolutely absolute exoset shots wide, and I think that yeah, may, could you could you just could you see him further forward? I mean, maybe he, he, needs, he needs some more legs alongside him, like a Connolly. Yeah, or, I mean or maybe a Warfight, if,
1: But if he's part of a, a two or a three of actual attacker, yeah, you know, in in the general sense, a four three three, or he's part of a three five two. Yeah. In the forward position, of that combination formation, um, then maybe yeah. I haven't seen enough of him in the forward position to to really know, but it it certainly does seem the case that he's not quite as you but said from, from his for the, the tenacity for that
0: wing position. But from his point of view, does he want to go a third season of not really playing? Mm. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, is a is a loan <laughs> option uh, where where he's at there? Maybe that's another thing. I mean, we'd possibly just give him time to adjust to get his confidence
0: back up somewhere. Yeah, I, I, I think, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I Personally, I, I, I've got a lot of time for him. I think he's, he's a lovely guy. I think he's got um, a lot of great attributes. And I think he, he, he is, there, there is a, a very good player there, but some, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work out for a player at a particular mm. place. Um, and maybe yeah. for him, it might be work, time to move on. I mean, I think that, Potter will find a way to get something out of him, but it, it, it will be a bit part play. I mean, yeah. we, we learnt last year you can never second guess <laughs> Graham Potter's side, can you? I mean, i like, oh, you know, we used to, well, we never used to do it on a on, draw on anyway, but, um, you know, we used to talk, oh, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's going to be this, it's going to be with Chris, it's going to be 4 4 2, it's going to be Murray, it's going to be Duncan Duffy, it's going to be Bruno. You can you, basically. Pretty much predict it every game, and the um, minute
1: substitutions.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it. The same so, ones every time. <laughs> so I mean, uh, with with Posso, I mean, I think that he, he he does pick horses for courses. He will pick a team to for a certain opposition, and um, and he expects everyone to be tactically fluid. But it, it's just the case of, you know, what 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 do you where does he fit into that? And is it, like I said, it's just that my one concern about it, if he had Ace, he would be devastating.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, in terms of recruitment, we've mentioned um, we've had in the line of was great, Feltman. We'll, we'll see how he does. That sounds a good signing and some of the young ones might be good for the future. In terms of who we haven't got, well, there's rumours we might have been priced out of the Ollie Watkins um, scenario. And that was one thing that's probably been linked with. Um, also from Brentford, Rico Henry is one of the left-backs that we've been connected with. Jamal Lewis might have been good, but he's gone to Newcastle. Callum Wilson, apparently, might be going there for 20 mil, which is good mm. for a Premier League experienced striker. They're starting to get their recruitment quite right, nicely online. But as well as missing out on the likes of Watkins, I mean, we've got Nunes. He's opted for Benfica. Apparently, he just didn't really fancy it in England or with us or whatever it was. So, fair enough, whatever. The big news is that, um, contrary to our rumours last year, uh, last, um, last episode even, um, where Peter was absent, he was um, claiming he was in Wales with his fiance, visiting her family. But I'm pretty convinced he was trying to negotiate a deal for Messi over in Barcelona. Unfortunately, <laughs> we just missed out. It was the £700 million in the end. We couldn't quite pay it. He's decided to stay for another season. So, we missed out on bloody Messi as well. Unbelievable, can't believe it. <laughs> um, but joking aside, but, uh, yeah, left back and striker are really what we're looking at. Yeah, I mean, I,
0: we, we know, we know, look, we know, everyone knows what we need. Um, hmm. but I mean, the, the you, if you generally speaking, if you if you're reading about it in the papers, it's the agents talking about it, not the club, exactly. Um, yeah. so yeah, the days of, of um, Dick Knight telling us exactly who he's trying to sign, um, before we. <laughs> about six months before we even spoken to them it is, it is it's long gone unfortunately hmm. but, um, but you know the club has got it's, it's, the recruitment um, stuff it, it's all very much cards held to the test. chest and you know they'll, they'll be doing their, their due diligence and they'll be working out um, the right fit for the squad um, obviously their money comes into it I mean the, 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 the the lesser-spotted, fabled um, 20-goal-a-season striker. You know, you know, they want some money, as Gus once said. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they don't come cheap. And I've said this many times as, as an analogy, but I'll just repeat it now. I mean, when... You know, some some people go shopping in Harrods. Some people go shopping in Waitrose. Some people go to Mark and Spencer's. We're going to Lidl's. Um, you know, we, we need to... Mm-hmm. And, and you know you can, the quality of of noodles is fantastic, and the wine is amazing. Um, the, the beer is good, um, and you can get but you get amazing value. Um, and you know it it might not necessarily have the quality of 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 um, of, of Marks and Spencers or or, um, or or the Harrods food hall or something, but you know they still go off eventually. Um,
1: <laughs> it yeah. is a great analogy actually yeah it's
0: you, like you know, can still get you can get the quality but you're yeah. getting the value um, yeah. and that's the market that we're, we're in that's the market we're looking at um, you know I, can you honestly see Brighton home Albion spending 40 million quid on the player? I mean I, I guess as time goes on the longer we stay in the Premier League it might happen but I, I'm not sure I want us to no. <laughs> Um Hmm. I I just it just that, that's a lot of money, um, and I think you know as the fact that we we paid twenty million twice over twenty million twice last <laughs> season, it is testament to the fact that <clears throat> of what, what what is happening. But you know we've we've, we've got to have faith in our academy, and we've got to have we've got to get the value because we're not gonna if, he, if these guys don't want to be here, fine, we 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 don't want them to be here either. Um, I, I don't know I've got no idea I haven't heard, picked up any rumours you, you go into the North Stand chat stuff and you're seeing this name and that name all, all touted but like again this is the agents talking if the club yeah. won't publicly say they're after X, Y, Z player um, yeah. and if you're seeing it in the papers it's the agent trying to up their value
1: Absolutely and um, I mean I'd, I'd certainly I'd take it if we spent a decent sum on our left back and we got a good striker on loan who's got Premier League or, or some sort of English experience we could develop on like Brewster, who I'm a big fan of and uh, he may not be loanable anyway as uh, Liverpool I don't know what they're doing with him yet but somebody like him somebody got, who's got the requisite quality that could probably step on quite comfortably mm. um, and, then a, and then a good left back and I think that would represent decent enough business given what we've already done so far but um, you know but there's plenty of time left in this window and um, we'll have to wait and see what happens well there is there's
0: a there's a paucity of decent left backs mm. out there so yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's you know there's I mean, you're seeing Bernardo
1: linked with a mover away
0: I mean again I, he's someone who I think has got a role to play.
1: yeah it's a head scratcher isn't it yeah
0: I mean I, I'm I, he must be kicking himself that, um, that a draft gets picked ahead of him every week <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's um, it's bizarre. I can only think somehow he's not clicking in with the philosophy or the just behind the scenes the whole the, the way Potter's trying to assemble and amalgamate the squad. There's something. I guess he just doesn't fit into the equation because well, he's versatile. No. I mean,
0: we've, we've got most yeah. of our defenders can play pretty much anywhere across across the back line. So, mm. but, I mean, Bernardo can play as centre back. Dan
1: Dan Burn is a centre back, but he's been playing at left back. Yeah. So, yeah, um, but, I, I, I don't, don't know. That seems to be okay. Kicking Andoni, and I, I include on the positive column as well on that one. <laughs> it was well, there, wasn't
0: it? He oh, didn't yeah. kick. Uh, this, this this. This got mentioned <laughs> on the show again this week. He didn't actually kick him. But, well, he kind of. What he was trying to do, he was trying to do the, the uh, flop out the um the chewing gum and volley it, and yeah, he kind
1: of
0: <laughs> he missed the chewing gum but got um got Andoni. <laughs>
1: of all people and then, <laughs> that, might have, that might have cost him his place actually and don't he I think no,
0: maybe, his maybe. head went
1: after that <laughs> anyway adi we're going to take a short break and then we'll have a shorter second part where i'm going to subject you to the quiz this is the momentous moment and you are the final contestant on this inaugural season of the quiz we only started in january so it's like a half season of sorts although it kind of isn't with the week starting the lockdown and everything else but you're going to be our final contestant the target to beat is 14. we've got you coming in uh, I think as, as, as a strong outside dark horse candidate to my eye, to eye is in right. I am I,
0: I'm basically the name of one of my bands was in fact 14th eye, so I'll aim you for that
1: <laughs> well we'll see we'll see how you do in a moment so we're going to pause for a sec we'll be back after this short break. So welcome back to the second part of this latest episode with me and with Adie. Um It's coming up to the time where I'm going to subject you to the quiz, AD. You're going to be my final victim of this season. And the target to beat is 14. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we're coming up to that i I'm not, co- I'm not,
0: I'm actually, I'm not
1: confident, but. Um, no, oh, the display which, which is most in. unlikely. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> Everyone always says that. <laughs> Mind you, they usually do. Ow struggle when they do say that. To be fair, as well, so uh, well, we'll see. Well, I,
0: mean, I mean, Al's always said that the most the most difficult section on, on the rent quiz is the one that people get most questions wrong. Is is the um, is on the Albion round.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the lead table. So Robin is the target. He's got 14. Uh, the aforementioned Alan is in joint second place, actually, with 13 along with the combo of Nick and Alistair, my mates in Manchester. Kieran Maguire had 12. Josh from the Together podcast and my co-host Peter. Spencer Vignes all on 11. Simon Tipple on 10. I got nine and a half, but I, I was stitched up by Peter, I'm telling you. Nine and a half I was on. Um, Brett was on nine. I think Andy Bass was on eight. I forgot to write it down, but I think he got no, Andy got nine. Oh, he got nine. We? We got got
0: got, actually, I mean, you stitched him up a little bit, actually.
1: Oh well, oh, But you got
0: fourteen on his. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was basically the Real Madrid question. He got right, and um, oh yeah, so you've forgotten about
1: um... forgotten to eighty, wasn't it? Yeah. So we could say he's on ten with Simon. Then, to be fair, um, then we've got Amir from the States is on eight, and Richard Holberton is leading for the back with six. So um, that's that's the that's I'm aiming main... for six plus. <laughs> there we go. No, you've got to try and be Alan. That's surely the target. Um, <laughs> that would also mean joint joint winning, or possibly winning outright. We'll see. Um, <laughs> well, here we go with it, I'm then. I'm not confident, I, I, just couldn't, remember, <laughs> I just couldn't remember Lopetegui's name for a
0: minute,
1: though. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's bringing names back to your head, isn't it? It's, you yeah. know the answer, but it's getting it out. It's so, a Sunday afternoon, thing. and I've
0: been, I've, 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 <laughs> I've been doing childcare all day, so my, mate, my brain's currently my
1: Especially now you're on the beers as well. Well, that,
0: that was, it's, it's well-deserved, <laughs>
1: actually. Often. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, here we go. Here's the questions. Let's see how you do. Good luck, Aidy. And we're off. Question one. Can you name two or more clubs that Graham Potter has played for?
0: Uh, Southampton and... Um, uh,
1: uh, uh, Birmingham. Yes, correct. You could also have had one I think you were about to say. Were you going to say Stoke? I was going to say Stoke, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you were worried if that was right or not. That is correct. Uh, um, you could have West Brom. That, that was I was going to say
0: West Brom as well, actually. Yeah. That was another one on, my,
1: uh, on those, my list. I knew those four, but I didn't know Macclesfield, Boston, United and York City also as well. I, I, I know um, York.
0: Yeah, yeah he, 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 he was a bottom dweller for a while. Yeah. He never really... Um, his, his playing career never really took off. Yeah. Like his, I think by
1: his own admission he, he said he was he was never any any great shakes. Um, he was also on loan at Wickham, Shrewsbury, or Shrewsbury, depending how you want to say it, Northampton and Reading on loan spells at uh, various points too. But anyway, one out of one, good start, Aidy. Question two, and it's keeping on an Albion and a Graham Potter theme. In which season did Potter manage Ostersons to the knockout stages of the Europa League? Oh Christ. Um, just a bit okay. of Calculation here, I think.
0: Yeah, well, basically, so he he's he came to us last year, yeah. uh, so that was night. That was nineteen twenty. Yeah. Um, he was with Swansea, um, eighteen nineteen. Mm-hmm. I would say so. Basically, going back, so basically the Ostersons prior to that, and I think it was the season before. So. Um, it will. would have been Swansea so, 18 19, uh, 17, eighteen nineteens <laughs> uh 1718 I'm going to say I'm going to talk myself out of this uh, Is he going to
1: miss an open goal
0: here?
1: Yeah <laughs> so, so So basically, so basically yeah. I'd say yeah. don't overthink this it's my clue here yeah. I'm obviously <laughs> the general logic's good here, but do um, So basically, I
0: think it was uh, Swansea was Brighton uh, 1920, Swansea 1819. I'm going to say
1: 1617. Oh, you've hit the post and it's come back out. It was 1718. It was 1718. What's yeah. the year before? Yeah, it was I'm, I'm, I'm before, going then. to get
0: a skewer's inquiry on that. I'm pretty sure it was the year before.
1: Oh, okay. Well, well, we'll check that. Um, we'll, we'll have a look into that. Anyway, meantime, on to question three. For which London club did Eberici Eze sign this window? For which club did he sign for? Yeah. He was uh, coming for Cricketwood Alice. Yes, yes, indeed, yes. Annoying, actually, quite a good signing, I think. But we'll we'll wait and yeah, see. Yeah, I think I mean Brett was very good. He was one mm. of us signings. So. I've been a big fan of this for a while, but now I hope I'm hope i wishing him a dreadful run of form. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we'll see. Um, question four. So we've got two out of three with the stewards' inquiries flagged up. Um, before the opening of their new home in 1997, they played at the Victoria Grounds. Who are they? Before the in
0: 1997.
1: Yeah, till 97. So they moved into a new home in 97. Prior to that, they played at the Victoria Ground. Who are they? It's obviously this is an English club. Yeah, well... uh, Not to confuse with Harleypool, who play at Victoria Park.
0: Yeah, well, Stoke Stoke used to play at the Victoria Ground, but that was... um, They've been at um, Britannia since long before then. I mean, I remember them playing there... when when we were getting uh, promoted
1: 97. I'm going to say Stoke. I'm going to say Stoke. (laughs) I'm glad you did, because I thought you were going to hit the post again there. (laughs) It is the correct answer, yeah. Yeah, good. So we've got three definites onto the board. Nice. Good work there. Um, Right. Okay, next question. This relates to something we were talking about earlier as it happens. Uh, For whose under-19s did Albion wonderkid Laurent Tolai score his eight goals, it was, by the way, that he got in a game... On the 19th of November last year. Switzerland. um, It was indeed, yes, Swiss uh, under-19s. Four points on the board. Um, Okay, question six. Which English league team go by the nickname the Mariners? Grimsby. Yep, on to five. Question number seven. Who is currently the youngest ever player to make a Premier League appearance? This is fairly recent. um, Oh, God. I think it was the last season or the year before.
0: It was the fella for Liverpool, I think. Wasn't it? Yeah. 16. I can't remember his name. Yeah. The guy he used to play for Fulham. Yeah. He's got stupid hair. That's definitely um, correct. <laughs> and, and I really can't remember his name. Um,
1: okay. Well, I'll give I you a know. bit of um, recollection time on that one, as I do customarily with anybody. So I'll give you a bit of time to try and think of that. Um, I'm keeping an eye on your hands to make sure you're not Googling anything. <laughs> he's keeping them in the air, folks. Um, we can come back to it a little bit later, anyway. Oh, um, but, uh, yes, you, you have got the right person.
0: Harvey something? No,
1: not, yes. Not Harvey yeah. um, it is Harvey something, and it's definitely not Harvey Barnes. Um, I have to go slightly further down the alphabet, I think.
0: Yeah, go and move on. I'll come back to it.
1: Okay, cool. Right. On to the next one, then. How many consecutive league titles have Celtic currently won? There uh, are nine. Yeah, that is correct. Um, okay, on to international matters. Two stadia have hosted a World Cup final twice. Who are they? Two stadia uh,
0: twice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so basically, it's going to be uh, the Azteca is one. Yeah. In Mexico. Yeah. Um. Brazil had it twice. Is it Americano? Uh, uh, I'm just trying to think, because Germany, have had it twice. Is it? I'm not sure it's the same stadium. Actually, I'm going to go Germany. I'm going to go... No, is it? uh, I'm
1: going to go Brazil, American R. Yeah, he's got it. (laughs) (laughs) You keep keep aiming for the post, don't you? (laughs) Yeah, it is American R. Always go with your first instincts, except when they're wrong, obviously. Uh, (laughs) So we're on to seven at the moment. Um, the last of the, of the standard questions, question 10. What do these players all have in common? Bert Schuster, Albert, I think this is pronounced Salades, uh, Luis Enrique, Samuel Eto, Ronaldo, this is the uh, Brazilian Ronaldo, um, and Javier Saviola. Yeah, that's part, that is part of it, but it's not all of it. I, <sighs> I think we could actually add, if unless I'm mistaken, you can add Figo into this list as well.
0: They so play for Barcelona as well.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but they, it's not just that they play for Barcelona. That's half of the question oh, right. okay, exactly correct. And um, They've done something else as well. So they, I'll just li- re- relay the list again. So it's Bern Schuster, Albert Saladis, Luis Enrique, Samuel Eto, Brazilian Ronaldo, Javier Saviola and Luis Figo. I'm pretty sure Figo's right, but don't hold me to that one. They've all played for Barcelona... Dot, dot, dot.
0: <laughs> we used to ask me what they all got in common. They all play for Barcelona. There you go. I did say what two things I got in common. Skewers um, <laughs> an and There's a land. And they have all scored in a Champions League final. I don't know. No. Uh, so Bern Schuster's German. No, he, yeah. he, he's never managed them. They've all scored it they've all scored in the European final.
1: No, so it's, it's a decent effort. Now that one is they've all played for Barcelona and Real Madrid. So it's uh yeah. It's oh,
0: a uh, I know Figo, Figo did play for both.
1: I don't think yeah, Eti did. did. Yeah,
0: Etu, I remember Eti playing for I, I remember playing for Chelsea. Um yeah. I can't remember him ever playing for he, for Madrid.
1: I think he had a brief spell. Um, oh he did? Yeah. He yeah, played three he games at the beginning of his career. There we go. I did not know that I was at the beginning that was why. yeah only I remember, three games i remember looking it up and thinking it was a bit of a curiosity okay. but um, yeah so there we go I, okay, i'm so I'm, I'm, take, I'm taking
0: them all high ground you only asked me for two, uh, you only asked me for what have these players got in common <laughs> <laughs>
1: well <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Um, yes, it's one of those, isn't it? You start, it's not arguing of the case. But um, anyway, uh, uh, let's look through oh, here. I God. think in oh, terms God. of... I'm trying to find out about the European record. Yeah, the, the, Europa, the Europa League was... Uh, for Ostersons, just double-checking on that one... Um, it was, I think, yeah, it was the 17-18 season, just to confirm. Okay, cool.
0: Well, I, was, yeah,
1: I, was, yeah. I was close. I'll, t- I'll yeah. take that one. I'll take that one on the team. Liverpool player. Yeah. Yes, so let's come back to that one then, before we go to the um, rounds. I make can a see difference. his face. I can see him. Yeah. So Does yeah, he got... think... start with an E? Yeah, it does, yeah.
0: Yeah. Evans.
1: So, we're talking Liverpool player. Elliot. Harvey Elliott. Yes, you've got it. He's got it. <laughs> There we go. So you're on to eight. You're on to eight points. You can't win, but you can draw with Mr. Wares. That's a vital difference. That answer. Now we we find out if you're going to get this right. This will be your era. It's an Albion question um, of sorts. It's a who am I round. And um, you may know the format. If you get it on the first um, batch of clues, you get five points, scaling down to potentially down to zero. But um, five points for the first clue for the second etc okay so this person um, was born in Leeds played for his hometown club um, and scored on his debut age 17 in a 1-0 win over West Bromwich Albion uh, he then went on to make 108 appearances in total for Leeds over four seasons scoring 22 goals before joining Brighton and Hove Albion um, in an exchange deal I won't say who for but Connor, you, you are correct straight away well done sir Bangs it right up onto a nice round, not so round thirteen figure. So you are in joint second place. Oh, with I bloody hit White. the post! <laughs> hit the post! Yeah, it was agonising. On what was that one? I can't remember that. You got uh, I think it the Osterson's one. Ostersunds, yeah, yeah. You changed your mind on that one, didn't you? Yeah, but oh, thirteen. I, I was, I was
0: sure that it was the season before. But um, I think, oh no. It could yeah, no, because he did go to he went to yeah. Swans at the beginning of the season. So I thought it was the I thought he had a season before that, but um, I'm pretty that sure, I'm still sure, it was the season before that. But I never.
1: <laughs> <went>. <laughs> You're not lie, I, the, the stats don't lie. The stats don't um,
0: <laughs> there <me> lie.
1: <laughs> there we go. Well, um, that was decent, a decent effort. Thirteen points. You're joint second with Alan Wares. And also with Nick and Alistair from the Manchester area, Albion fans, good lads. Um, all on a commendably high score, much more than I got. That's all I can say. But Robin is officially this year's, this season's <coughs> inaugural competition That's winner. So I'm so close. To so glad. Oh, God. <laughs> That's agony, isn't it? He's going to love it when he finds out. Um. He's listening to this. Um, so there we go. Anyway, can't be helps. Next year, next year, we could do it all again. Um, in the meantime, that's um, that's brings the competition to a close. Um, we also recently did our Player of the Season award and we, well, pretty unanimously, more or less, uh, voted for Lewis Dunk. Was he your Player of the Season, Eddie?
0: Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I mean, I mean, I couldn't argue with him. I mean, he's deserved it for, for many, many years and I'm obviously absolutely delighted that he's decided to extend his stay. Um, and possibly end his England career by doing so. By the looks of it, I mean he, he himself yes. said that possibly Ben White and um, Adam Webster are now possibly ahead of him in the pecking order for that uh, cause they're, yeah. they're, they're there because they're yeah.
1: because they're
0: younger. But you yeah. know what? If Donkey's Dun- I mean, can continue being the player that he has been for us, he- yeah. he's got every chance of being in in that. Um, England shake up come the end of the season yeah. for, for the Euros but uh, I, uh, yeah. from, uh, having seen um, Joe Gomez play last night but that, that, that oh, you, know, it, it's, you know it's it's just shocking that he's been uh, he, he, after one cap I mean Gareth obviously had a look at him and doesn't rate him but mm. um, but I mean I played against Gareth when I was in, when I was in the Cubs where they were was obviously from Crawley but um, but uh, it was, yeah. I lost badly. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Never um, mind. But, but it, it was. Yeah. But but uh, yeah, you know, obviously the, his Palace roots run deep. And yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, hopefully, Dunkey will get the opportunity. I mean, he's certainly good enough. Should, certainly should. Once he got himself into the squad, he's certainly better than Tarkovsky. He's better than Gomez. Although Gomez has got age on the side, he, he's better than. Um, the fella you well, know, who's King his. Uh, Michael Keane, means. yeah, yeah. it's it, it's just frustrating. But I mean, we'll yeah. we'll we'll take that on the chin if Ben White gets call up playing for Brighton. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, we've, we've got lots of players jetting off around the world to play for the countries. Trossard made mm-hmm. a debut for Belgium this week. Um, yeah, you know, and you know, it, it's great to have so many internationals. Um, in in in, in amongst the Albert, the in uh, Squad, and, and you know what? I don't know if you remember this, but there was a, a board um, in the ticket office at the Goldstone that had the um, in, uh, international caps that every player yeah. had played up to that point. And hmm. you know, you used to look at that. And I mean, Jerry Ryan was the, the highest uh, cap winner
1: at the time. Yeah. Shane Duffy's currently
0: the, the highest.
1: Caps. Yeah, does, does his latest cap count for us or Celtic? <laughs> uh, he's on loan, so yes, it
0: um, yeah, but it, it's. Uh, I mean, I, I, he I sub, subsequent ones. He hasn't played for Celtic yet, so uh, yeah, yeah. That's subsequent, that's subsequent ones probably won't. But mm. um, you know, you, you know, Aaron conley has been playing for Ireland. You've got
1: um, yeah, he's man of the match, I think, wasn't he? And, yeah, yeah, you've
0: got well, Matt and Ryan must be close to being the the top
1: captain now. So I mean, that's a quiz question for a future generation, I think. Mm, definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah but yeah it is frustrating i mean from the club pride point of view and from his own personal achievement point of view obviously it's very frustrating for, for lewis but from a selfish albion fortunes going forward this season point of view um it's maybe going to be beneficial particularly in such a congested uh, yeah. season schedule that's the one upside isn't it um but as you said it's never too late at the moment the one point which i haven't made on the show before actually which is worth worthy of mention just briefly is that one thing I will say in Southgate's defence is he's tended to go with the people he's had through the through the ages um, in terms of um, yeah yeah the different uh, age categories for England. Oh, there's two guys Charles then. Okay, good.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think injuries may have precluded him there slightly. But, um, <laughs> but no, I mean, it's, so, so there is an element, there is some philosophy there going on, but you have to you have to scratch your head after a while, don't you, with that? But, uh, it's hey, I mean,
0: but, it, no, hey, but, my my argument would be yeah I mean
1: I can understand the age group thing
0: completely but he, he, but I mean for him to come out and actually publicly say oh, I'm going to pick players on form yeah and uh, clearly then clearly not pick players on and form. then pick
1: Michael Keane <laughs> who's had a dreadful it, it, season. It, it,
0: it's when you know you've had lowest player of the season the four goals he ended up with this season yeah. um, inspirational in, inspiration on the pitch and yeah. you know he, he he should he should. I, I don't say I'm not saying you should necessarily be playing, but it's, just, it's yeah. certainly. But even you, a you can argue. Right. Calvin
1: Phillips got called up for Leeds, so on that basis, shouldn't White have been called up? Yeah. The, well, was... I mean, the, the, look, I mean, this is the way of,
0: look, we're biased. We're Brighton fans, hmm. and we're going to say Dunk, 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 Dunk should be there. But um, when it's other clubs' fans that are saying that Dunk should be there, yeah. people—they're the people that you need to be looking at, not us, because you mm. know, I mean. With all due respect to ourselves, we look at everything through blue and white tinted of spectacles. Course, course, and, yeah.
1: But um, yeah, you're right, I'm not, lots of Villa fans have been on board with the fact that Dunks' wrong to have been overlooked. Uh, yeah, so
0: I mean, I've but no,
1: I mean, the, the, the longer that potter
0: has got in, the longer that he can bring these players through. We're going to have Ben White mm-hmm. coming into the team this year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he's going to be on, on massive wages now. I mean, that's. <laughs> I think that's part of the, the contract thing. So, I mean, he'll be starting, I would imagine, it'll be the three, possibly starting with the three, uh, Webster, with, with Webster possibly playing right back, uh, or mm. Veltman playing right back. I think Lansing yeah. might be pushed, but you might continue to try and push him further forward. Um, I don't think, I, I think there's not going to be too many players that will be playing 40 plus games this mm. season. I think it, it, you'll be mm. looking at possibly quite a lot of, on, on 30 plus. Yeah.
1: But, uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, and it's all starting in just, well, six days' time for the Premier yeah, League. And yeah, and we're doing the Day Day season
0: preview next week, and, uh, that's yeah. going to be entertaining as ever with our, Pre-season predictions, which all looks will go horribly wrong. We haven't actually come up. We haven't actually looked at the last season because we know what's happened. But um, we're we'll just make some new ones. And Alan Virgo will be wrong, um.
1: <laughs> as always. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, looking forward to that. Um, just a quick word to say: obviously, if you if you haven't listened to it, definitely worth a listen. The Albion Raw, long-standing podcast, always good value. Uh, usually with Ad and with Alan. Wears as presenters and lots of good guests on there besides. Um, there's that guy who wears the uh, EasyJet tops. He's quite a good too, isn't he? Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> is not he is not that yeah? his he's getting rides with heart. <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's been a pleasure having you on. Certainly recommend checking out the show. Uh, obviously, all of our back catalogue of our own episodes are available. Please check those out. Please give us some five star ratings if you can. And if you want to contact the show, it's at Brighton Rock Pod or you can contact us on brightonrockpodcast at gmail.com. We come to you in sponsorship with Seagulls Over London. Uh, if you want to find out any more about Seagulls Over London, you can check them out on www.seagullsoverlondon.com. That's it for this week. Thank you to my special guest, Aidy Packham. Thank you, sir. Hope you enjoyed that.
0: I did. I did. I know, I've now been summoned. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, time to go. <laughs> We're appreciated. We'll have you on again soon. And um, decent nice effort with so fair play to you there. Uh, until guided. next time, absolutely good. <laughs> Don't worry about it; it's going to ruin your weekend though, isn't it? Though? Well, it's
0: <laughs> Sunday night, so <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks, folks. Stand or fall, up the Albion. See you later. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.